Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sorry about y'all's bass today. We've been playing all sorts of beats that'll kill it. It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Lots of text to get to based off of the fire or fizzle we just heard from one Wes Bryant. Some hate for Bruce Lee. I'm a little surprised about that. 704 number wrote in. Chuck Norris would whoop his ass. <laughs> yeah, right. 704 also said Bruce Lee was all cap. It's the same number. Bruce Lee all cap. Chuck Norris would win. So that's what 704 had to say. Brian did have a nice Bruce Lee quote, though, in the chat. He said, I fear not the man who has practiced 1,000 kicks one time. I fear the man who has practiced one kick 1,000 times. Mm-hmm. Deep stuff from Bruce Lee. That's a great quote. Great quote. Be water. Do you like the Bruce Lee Kobe's? I didn't. When you said that, I just we needed to go to break. It was very high momentum, and so I thought that would be the great transition. I did want to ask you about those because no, I'd not, I'd never heard of those before. A lot of players, a lot of players wear those. It's one of the more popular, uh, really models. So yeah. I probably have seen them, but You've I just don't know them? what I've seen. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'll show you. Once you see them, you'll be like, oh yeah, those. Uh, Seven oh four number also wrote in. Barry Sanders is the greatest runner of the football we have ever seen. He made world class athletes look like amateurs. And he said, this is uh, Johnny Whitetail from Michigan, been in Charlotte since 93. Okay, that was a lot of info. Oh, yeah, those are sweet. Yeah. Those are really those are really cool. Yeah, they look like, I don't know, like bees, like Pittsburgh right. Steelers. They look like bumblebees, yeah, for sure. they do look really cool. Um, all right, let's go to some Panthers futures bets here. Okay. Because you included a couple of them, and then I looked up some more, and, well, I thought, let's just make a whole segment out of it. Because if you go to BetMGM, their website has the Carolina Panthers, the odds to win the NFC South – at plus 375, mm-hmm. different bets are going to come in from different, you know, vending menus or whatever, right? You get venues, I should say. Yeah. I said betting menus? Is that what I said? <laughs> different gambling houses. Yeah, I don't know I what's like going that. on. Either way, uh, MGM has the odds at plus 375. For those that you, of you that don't know, if you put down $100 on the Panthers to win the NFC South, that means you win, you profit $375, just in case anybody doesn't know how it works. So, with that being said, plus 375. Wait, that's if you bet how much? 100. 100. Okay. So, if you put down 100, you take yeah. home 375, sure. just in case anybody doesn't know. So... With that being plus 375 to win the division, Wes, would you take this bet for the Carolina Panthers to actually win the NFC South outright? I think it's a good bet because I think this is going to be a competitive division. You always wonder when you see Vegas come out with certain things, if they know something that we don't, what type of insight do they have that makes them feel this way? But I think in terms of the NFC South bet, uh, I think it is something that you should take. I think it's a good bet. And a quick little bit of Panthers info when you talk about gambling. I guess all you guys out there who are into that, you can bust out your notepads. But they were 8-8 eight and eight against the spread last season. Total of eight Panthers games hit the over. 
And then you talk about they were five and four last year, but they won only two games on the road. And when favored, Carolina failed to win even once last season. They were zero and four, and as an underdog, they were six and six. And then they were six and six in the NFC, four and two in the NFC South. But I feel like you could take those numbers a little bit. But now with Bryce Young in the fold and so many new pieces, those are kind of a grain of salt type of numbers. But still, some good info to know that you can have in your head if you're going to place those bets. Yeah, I mean. So this happened on Wednesday. Governor Roy Cooper legalized the long-sought plans for sports gambling in North Carolina. He actually signed the sport wagering bill into law. Where? Who's going to be gambling? At the Spectrum Center in (laughs) Uptown Charlotte, of course, the home of the Charlotte Hornets. We got to see all of that happen. I like this bet. At plus 375? I would, I would put money on it right now. Yeah, so Shroppy, he's getting really excited. I see him at the edge of his seat. He's not been at the edge of his seat really for any other segment except for this one. Well, but now he's well, practically falling now. over forward. No, that's okay. <laughs> Look, this is your thing, man. So you are all over this, plus 375. You're putting money down on the Panthers? Yeah, yeah. I think the only team that can really challenge the Panthers would be the Falcons, in my opinion. I think they're sneakily going to be a really good team, especially with their run game. But, yeah, I think the plus 375 is – a really nice looking number. So, I mean, I probably, I wouldn't put a hundred dollars down. I'd probably put five or 10. Right. Cause you know, Okay, so you're still balling on a budget a little bit. Yeah. That's okay, though. NASCAR Brad said, my bet has already been placed. Sunglasses emoji. Too cool Attaboy. for school right here. How much you put on it, NASCAR Brad? I don't know. Yeah, you tell us. Uh, 980 number said, too low of odds for them. We split with the ATL too much and uh, Derek Carr is one hell of an upgrade for the New Orleans Saints. You don't care about the Saints, though, Shroppy. No, their their roster is getting pretty old, and I don't think that a lot of their key pieces make it throughout the entire season. So I'm really not that worried about the Saints. I think Derek Carr is a mid tier quarterback. He's always been mid, in my opinion. I'm not saying he's bad, but his days with the Raiders never really thoroughly impressed me. So, so you have, by the way, the Saints and the Falcons at 1-2 with the best odds to win the division, and then Carolina has the third best odds at plus 375, as we're mentioning, and there is not enough of a gap between any of those teams for me to not go ahead and take the better odds here with Carolina as far as a bigger payout. I love this compared to what New Orleans has and to what ATL has. It's a little up in the air. For sure. Tampa oh, yeah. Bay has the worst. I wouldn't bet. I think it's plus 550 for yes. Tampa to win the NFC South. I still wouldn't touch that. No, I wouldn't do it. No, I'm not doing it. But with Carolina, yeah, I, I, I like that as much as any that we have listed here. I imagine we'd all say no to this one, but I'll still go around the room. Maybe you Panther crazies out there. Maybe you would take this one. Mac probably would. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the Panthers are at plus 4,000 to win the NFC championship. I'm not putting money on this. I don't yeah. know how much you want to yeah, dig no, deeper into this, but no. Not at all. NFC is weaker than the AFC, though. Just it if is. we wanted to do some devil's advocate type way of thinking, I'm sure. still not doing it, though. Nope. Also, uh, NASCAR Brad is big balling. He said $100 easy yeah. down on that bet. So. Yeah. <laughs> we went 375 He's That's got fine. more Skrilla to play with than I do. Man. Yeah, 980 uh, said, what's the rest of the division? I don't have it in front of me anymore, but 375 550 for the Panthers and then the Buccaneers. The Saints and the Falcons. I think it's like around a hundred for You're the talking Saints. Talking about uh, from the Bet MGM for for the division. The, if you have it, yeah. yeah, the division is one thirty for the Saints, two forty for the Falcons. Okay, plus. So those are the other ones. I like the Panthers one the best by far. Bigger payout, not enough of a gap. Seriously, if you're going into the division just picking what you like the best, Carolina over every single one of those, I like the best. Um, we all agree we're not going to put any money down on plus four thousand to win the NFC. What about the regular season win total? Seven and a half 
minus 114, according to FanDuel, by the way. So regular season win total at seven and a half. Do you like the over there, Wes, or do you like the under on them actually getting to that seven and a half? Uh, I do like the over. I, I do feel too. like their schedule's very manageable. I don't I'm not saying I think they'll go way over, but I think they can get over seven and a half. What about you, Shroppy? What you like? Yeah, I like the over as well. I think we were already at seven wins last season, and we've done nothing but upgrade across the board, in my opinion. So I think it would be anything, you know, it'd be a failure if we didn't get over seven wins this year. And I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm, I don't expect way more than seven, but, you know, an eight or nine win season is kind of what you're hoping for or looking for the first year with Bryce Young. Yeah, we're asking for one more win, right? With the better quarterback, with better coaching staff, with so better free agency period, the offensive line's going to be the same. I think you'd have to feel pretty good. That's why the, the odds are in the minus there when you're talking about regular season win total at seven and a half. All right, Bryce Young, offensive rookie of the year odds. This is going to be interesting. I think this one's going to be the hardest one to figure out. Bryce Young, ROI, plus 500 according to DraftKings. Wes, do you like that bet for your boy, the short king you called fire, Bryce Young? Um, yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad bet at all. I was trying to hunt down to see who was in front of him and what those odds look like, because I would imagine Bijan's the favorite, like he's been in a lot of other places. I'll look it places. up. Just tell us what you think about Bryce. Uh, yeah, no, I think Bryce Young would be a good bet to, uh, win rookie of the year offensively. I think he's going to have a really good year. I think he's going to have one of the better years that we've seen as far as rookie quarterbacks go. So yeah, I think that's a safe bet. what do you think, Shroppy? Do you like this bet getting a uh, 500 if you put down just one single hundred? I think that's a good flyer of a, of a pick. I think there's some people that have a better chance and that's why obviously he's at plus 500, but I think, you know, that, that'd be one I would put, you know, five bucks on. Maybe 10, because if you put 10 bucks on, I mean, that's still 50 bucks you make off that bet. So so you're right, Wes. It is B. John Robinson, which has to be the favorite, and yeah. he is. Or, or JSN. Right now. I'm looking, or JSN, I think, could be a sneaky pick as well. So here are the odds, I'll tell you. Plus 250 for B. John, plus 500 for Bryce Young, plus 600 for Anthony Richardson, plus 750 for C.J. Stroud. There's your boy, JSN, plus 800 for Jackson Smith and Ajigba, the wide receiver for Seattle, and plus 900 for Jameer Gibbs. You're starting to get crazy down the line with anybody else that you mentioned. So any of those bets that you like the best between Robinson, Young, Richardson, Stroud, and JSN? I think that um, Richardson, you said the guys that I like. 600 for Richardson, 500 for Young, 750 for CJ Stroud, if you just want to keep it to the QBs. I would go with Bryce Young out of those three guys. Same. I think so, too. So you had to think about it for a second, though. Richardson's rushing aspect is what makes me think about it. Mm. I'm not going to pick C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young, but I might pick Anthony Richardson because I like their offensive system with Shane Steichen. If you're going to utilize him in the run game, I don't think there's any question Richardson's going to have more rushing yards than what Bryce Young's going to have. That matters as far as some kind of voting, especially when you – we, we kind of see this with the Heisman – you got to check a lot of boxes off, like how much did you run for? Okay, how much did you throw for? How many touchdowns do you have? How many? Right? Anthony Richardson's going to take care of the rushing aspect, so that's the only reason I would go there. But Bryce Young, I like, and Bijan Robinson. You're still getting a decent payout, and running backs that come in and just set the league on fire, which you can expect him to do. The only thing I'd be a little worried about. 
Does Arthur Smith want to lean on Cordero Patterson in third down situations because yeah. he is such a the gifted pass catcher? Like, but Bijan is too, though. No, I know he is. Yeah, it, that's not anything against. It's just you have good running backs there mm-hmm. still. So if you want to do, ideas. yeah, if you like to just give him a little bit of a breather then maybe opportunity is dwindled down more so than you would think. So maybe Bryce Young is just flat out the best bet to take there with all of these guys. going to be really hard to win. I like your JSN flyer, but think, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, well, it's going to be hard. And my my reasoning for that is with both of those guys getting a little bit older, especially with Tyler Lockett, you have to imagine if he goes down at any point in time with, the, with an injury, that really opens up the door for JSN. So I think, there, like I said, that's why he is what you said, plus 800. For that one or something ridiculous. Yeah, so, I mean, so that's plus 800. So that's more of a shot in the dark. I really don't see the NFL giving that award to someone that's not a QB since three mm-hmm. of them were picked in the first round. But you never know. Um, another one I like, too, just if we want to keep going down way on the list. Jordan Addison is the next one behind Gibbs at plus 1,700. Mm. So I don't think he's going to do it. It, it, clearly, this is That's a crazy a little flowers to me would be out of the high odds guys down the line. They, flowers might not be a bad selection. So I like Flowers. The only reason I would go more so with Addison because you have a little more opportunity. Although KJ Osborne's there. So, and I like Osborne yeah. as a third guy. I just was thinking Thielen, you take over Thielen's production if you're Addison. You're still going to be throwing a lot, especially since you're moving off Dalvin Cook. If you're Baltimore, it'd be great in other off seasons. But you brought in Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. You already have his favorite target in Mark Andrews, the tight end. You ha- you do have a Todd Munkin at OC, so they're going to be throwing the ball a little bit more, but maybe some uh, wide receivers to, to pay attention to. Yeah. I do want to go to the text line, read some of your feedback as far as the futures bets go. The bagel guy wrote in, if you guys like the Panthers to win the division and Bryce for rookie of the year, why not the Panthers at plus 4,000 for the NFC? Hundred bucks is like a great night at the bar. Might as well just take a flyer there. Plus, with the NFC being a weaker conference, I'm listening, bagel guy. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it. I'm it's not doing it. It's ultimate risk or reward scenario with that. It, it's different than saying they're going to win as some kind of prediction. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's 10 bucks for $400. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those you just kind of might as well if you, if you have it laying around. If you wanted to do that, okay. Bagel guy, again, I, I've said it's taken a slight breeze to sway me on a couple things today. That was a slight breeze. I'm swayed now. Okay, that's fine. If you wanted to take a, a just some chump change and put it on that, you might be able to have a good payout. Plus 500 for Rookie of the Year is great value for the number one overall pick. That's what a 980 number wrote in. It's true. I think that's why we're all kind of rolling with that. Joey from Huntersville, he's been your boy today, Wes. He said San Fran is winning the NFC. You think the Panthers can beat the Niners? Mm. <laughs> you like hey, that a little too I much. I didn't say it, but uh, listen. The <laughs> NFC at the top, though, is pretty top-heavy. You want to talk about it being the less of the two conferences, but when you talk about Philly, San Francisco uh, at the top, those are two of the top five teams in the NFL. So Juggernauts, both of those man. two would be hard to get by, you, in my you would, opinion. Yeah, everybody else you feel pretty good about, but you're right. The Cowboys would be the only other one that you worry yeah, about, really. I think really, the Cowboys but, are pretty loaded, too. I, yeah, the more I keep – I. I keep talking myself into just throwing some money down and Go seeing ahead, what happens. Big happening. dog, big just, baller. I, yeah, no, it would be much more to the tune of the ten buck bet that Shroppy threw out there. <laughs> Wanna be a um, baller? Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want twenty inch blades on my Impala. Yeah, Forty ers Eagles. 
what about the Giants? Maybe they take a step up after an unexpected year. I, I think they'll be better. The NFC East is a pretty good division, in my opinion. It's it's pretty good teams all the way down the board because mm-hmm. even the Commanders will give you a tough out. But it's not crazy to me to think that Carolina, at the end of the year, could be the third best team in the NFC. I am going to take San Francisco. Whoa. I have no clue what that soundbite was. <laughs> 49ers. Okay. Eagles. Clearly the best two. Yeah. Okay. Dallas is the other one that I, if I were to create some prediction, I would still put Dallas ahead of Carolina. Other than that, who do you feel so good about mm. that you don't think there's any way Carolina can pass that team? I'm giving you three with Seahawks. Dallas. Yeah, I'd say Seattle, too. Seattle, did they make the playoffs last year? They did. Yeah, barely. Carolina's beat the brakes off of them. But barely at the end, at the end did, of the regular but season. They but they got better this offseason, too, though. So, I, you guys think there's a bigger gap between those two teams than I do. So, but that's fine. Seattle well, is. We're going to get to see them up against each other pretty yeah. early in the season. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. I think and the Lions might also be a better team than us this year. That's the only other team I thought about. I thought about Detroit. Their defense was so bad last year. And the, and the Giants. The Giants are there too, as we mentioned. Once again, dude, just the soft breeze NFC is pushing East you down this three. list here. Well, no, I. But but to me, I'm looking at the gaps, right? I mean, I think I think I've got three teams I feel very good about going above Carolina right now. I'd still probably put the Giants above them just because I feel like they've earned the benefit of the doubt. I like Brian Dable a lot as a coach. And then if you want to go Detroit, that's fine too. And hold on. They might have choked, but the Vikings are still pretty good regular season team. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with during a regular season. Uh, Yeah, I just... I don't feel like their defense has gotten any better. Brian Flores. Flores is the guy that maybe makes it. But yeah, I mean... Jefferson, I mean, they got rid of Dalvin Cook, so they must have something in the running game. Good old line. Kirk Cousins, you know, he puts up numbers in the regular season. Yeah, you talk about somebody I'm not putting money on. It's Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Uh, in the regular coaster. season, though. Yeah, but unless it's a night game. Oh, I mean, yeah. Any any time that's not what the the four o'clock window or whatever, he's just <laughs> bad. Um, people, I, I've got two ends of the spectrum here. I think people are asking me what I've been smoking, and uh, your own division, New Orleans, I think will be good too. Yeah, I yeah, that's fine. I'm not. I don't yeah. think it's crazy that New Orleans would win. I just don't know if I see this monster gap. To say, whoa, you think they could be the fourth best team in the in the conference? Maybe even third if they pass Dallas. What are you smoking? No, nah, man. If they were to get to that, do you think that's more of an indictment on the NFC, or do you think it's just the Panthers being that ahead of schedule? Well, the easy answer is both. It's one I would go with. <laughs> but more so, I'd put more into the NFC being what it is. I Yeah, it's not that Carolina is so crazy good. They clearly, I mean, if you were going to ask who had the better off seasons of all the teams, Carolina matches up with a lot of... They've got a good schedule. They've got yeah. an advantageous schedule. That yeah. They are what you think they're going to be. They have a chance to rack up some wins. It's silly season. Give me time. We'll see where I land right before the beginning of the regular season. Let's switch gears. Let's go back to the NBA conversation with plenty of news surrounding the Charlotte Hornets. It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You know what? Shroffy pointed out an interesting point. We didn't even touch the Super Bowl odds for Carolina. They're at plus 8,000, according to MGM. You know what? I'm already here winning the NFC. I might as well hop on board the Super Bowl train. Put down the money. You would make the news if you got that one. (laughs) I would. It'd be like a radio host bet $100 and got (laughs) $8,000 for betting on the Panthers. Darren Ravel would be tweeting about me. He would. Leading up to the Super Bowl game, he would say, Walker Mail, radio host down in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's got some money riding on this thing. And then I would lose, and then everybody would point and laugh at me. <laughs> Feel free to text in 704-570-9610. Talking about some futures odds, futures bets for the Carolina Panthers. Sirloin hater said, hey, don't forget about the Rams with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup back. Stop. Yeah, I'm with you. They're done. Their offensive line, they've got a lot of work to do there. Yeah, they're done. They've had to get rid of players left and right. Got rid of Jalen Ramsey and all types of players. It's basically Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and young guys. Yeah, we'll see about Sean McVay. I like him clearly more than Wes Bryant does. But well, and you, what you were you. saying too that Stafford may not end up being the starter, right? No, no, no. I did not say that, Shrap. You're trying to get your boy Wes? lit up in here. What are you here. saying, Wes? No, I did not say that at all. <laughs> I like Shrap coming that, in here and uh, just putting yeah, that Stafford's out doing his thing, but they did say. <laughs> They did say that Stetson Bennett has been on one out there, and they said he is looking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's not. It was not just a run-of-the-mill report like, oh, yeah, he looks good. No, they said that he is, quote, dealing, and I saw some of the highlights, and he did have some beautiful throws on that tape, man. He seems like he's just a gamer. And, and you did say Cooper Cup was straight trash, right? Like, no, nah, I don't he think was I ever so said much, that. Yeah, I like, think I've said a lot okay. about Cooper Cup Sorry. that I can't say on these airways being a San Francisco <laughs> fan. I've said a lot of things about him, but that's not one of them. <laughs> Shroppy just throwing that. That was casual. Yeah, I that like it, right? Yeah. I'm that, looking at him trying to see what he's going to say, and yeah. then boom, just hits me with the dog <laughs> mess. so serious. Uh, Mike, Mike the Wolfman, he wrote in, I don't think the Vikings choke at the end of the season. I just think they were that much better than everybody else in their division to begin the season then the other teams got better at the end of the year went along and the vikings they had like eight comeback wins last year something crazy it was something crazy they won a bunch of one possession games which by the way 10 of them they won like 10 one possession games and that happens a lot in the nfl yeah you have to win those one possession games your season a little lucky for Minnesota, yeah. there is the adjust to the mean type of situation going with Minnesota. And I don't know how much better they got, but you are right. We've both talked about Brian Flores, so I do think that's a good get for them as far as the defensive coordinator goes. Spence wrote in, Walker, what have you been smoking? You eat some shrooms or something? Panthers are 8-9, and nine, bro. They're going to be an 8-9 and nine team, bro. Wow. I would take the over on okay, the 7 bro. and a half. I think over on the 7 and a half, though. But this is what I was talking about. I do think it's a different conversation. If you were to ask me who I think the top teams in the NFC are, I'd put Detroit above Carolina right now. I would put Dallas, San Fran, Philadelphia, maybe Minnesota, maybe. But if we're just talking about the idea of, hey, it might not be a bad bet to blow some money on the chance that Carolina could be an NFC winner, certainly division winner. We all like that bet, but also just being the third best team in the NFC. If we wanted to make a side bet that was not sanctioned by any of the venues we were just discussing, then yeah, I think that would be something that I might look at. Um, 
We can go on to the NBA. Sam Vecini released his 2023 latest mock draft. And at number two, he has the Hornets taking Scoot Henderson. It got real. Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer, he has the Charlotte Hornets, I believe, still taking Brandon Miller. He has been on that the entire time. Jonathan Gavoni, despite reporting that Scoot Henderson's workout was excellent, he still had Brandon Miller going number two. He said there are still signs that point to Brandon Miller being the second pick and then didn't really give us any outside of fit. Mm. So who knows? But Sam Vecini in this write-up, he says this, quote, I don't think it's a done deal that Charlotte picks Brandon Miller over Henderson. It's been presented as a specific lean toward Miller for a while, but I'm not there yet. Much in the same way, I wasn't there last year when we were calling Jabari Smith to Orlando at number one a lock. GM Mitch Kupchak is known to value the individual workout part of the pre-draft process. We've heard that a couple times, by the way. So I've never believed this would be done until well after everyone had been in for a workout and we've all gathered a ton of the information. Smoke screens do exist, maybe not as much in the NFL um, as in the NFL draft, but they certainly happen. And he does think that Charlotte has been very quiet and they've been conducting a professional, well-organized process. Do you feel the same way with that last sentence I read about what Charlotte's been doing so far? Yeah, they've been doing it. Nobody's been able to predict what they're going to do. Nobody knows. If you ask people on the street, I guarantee if you, you talk to 10 of them, they would give you 10 different answers. I bet if you talk to NBA executives, you would get 10 different answers. So I think they've done an excellent job of being uh, covert in what they're doing. And it feels like nobody's going to know at a minimum until close to the draft, if not draft night. Now, 27 is interesting here, too, because this is somebody well before the regular season was over and done with that I thought might be in play at number three. But it's been a terrible it was a terrible last two weeks of the regular season in college basketball for this prospect. It was not a good NCAA tournament. They got bounced early. And so he fell all the way to 27. But I'm talking about Keontae George the point guard out of Baylor. Remember, if you go back to very early mock drafts, some people had him as top, as high up as a top five, top six pick. I liked him a lot. Real polarizing. The shot, not necessarily there. Um, but Keontae at 27 is excellent value. And so if you were able to get Scoot Henderson and Keontae, two backcourt guys, by the way, but if you were able to get both of them, I think that would be a great first round for the Charlotte Hornets. I know you've had some ACC guys you've been paying attention to. Wes, is there anybody that you like the most if I were to throw you Derek Lively? I don't think he's there, but just for the sake of conversation, Derek Lively, Derek Whitehead, Terquavion Smith out of NC State could be there too. Hunter Tyson has a second round pick if you wanted to trade back. Just some ACC names that might interest you, Wes. What are the names that come to mind? Yeah, we talked about Nick Riches being in there, and as far as that may be hindering if they were to pick Derek Lively, but this is a guy whose stock has been shooting up, especially with his shooting. We saw at the Clutch Sports Pro Day, he hit 14 threes in a row at one point. So that's something we did not get to see at Duke. We did see his offense start to come out more uh, more and more as the season season went on, but he's still known as a defensive guy, a guy that's capable of really changing things down in the paint. 
I think if you were able to get a guy like that, he would be a nice backup center uh, for a Mark Williams. And uh, their games, as far as just their shot blocking prowess, is very similar. But I think that Derek Lively is more of that rim runner, uh, new age NBA big man that can get up and down the floor. But then, as I said, with him being able to show the ability, and maybe it won't show up in the league, maybe it will, but him showing the ability that he can step out and hit the three, I think makes him a very intriguing prospect. So the rest of the picks here on this mock draft, uh, Sam Vecini has the Hornets taking James Najee out of Barcelona, a 6'11 big at 34. But the last two picks here also might ring a little familiar. He has the Hornets taking Gigi Jackson out of South Carolina at 39. So not only would you have a great first two picks, Gigi is a real high upside play. One of the top players coming out of high school, committed to North Carolina, decommitted shortly after, goes to South Carolina, reclassifies. I believe, if not the youngest, certainly one of the youngest players in this NBA draft. I don't know how much you know about Gigi, right? I know, I know about him. Yeah, well, I'd, I guess for me, maybe I was projecting because mm-hmm. I don't know a ton. Mm-hmm. I, I know I've watched him enough out South Carolina. I haven't you know, dug deep into the film like I have with some of these other guys. But with Gigi Jackson, I think there's some interview problems with him, a little immaturity. We saw some problems there at South Carolina. ISO, inefficient score. South Carolina had a terrible season, defensively not disciplined, but clearly a high upside play with Gigi. Yeah, and that's the thing to me. Some of these guys, they just get bad advice on maybe he has ruined his draft prospects because this was a guy that, I mean, up until maybe even a month ago, you saw him in the top 15 to 20 draft picks a lot of yeah. people liked him he's, he's been a falling. highly touted prospect so to see him sitting here in the second round I think that would be really excellent value for the Charlotte Hornets if they were able to get a kid like that and uh but it's just interesting to see why he's falling and is this going to be something that's going to carry over to the next level um city Sissoko teammate of Scoot Henderson is the 41st pick and I'm actually surprised to see him fall at least in Sam's mock draft because he's been someone that's interesting too he actually worked out for the Charlotte Hornets Marcus Sasser Terquavion as we've mentioned Kobe Jones from Xavier those are some workout guys if you've been paying attention but City Sissoko Gigi Jackson don't know a ton about James Najee out of Barcelona Keontae George and Scoot Henderson would be great now here's the thing they're not going to make all these draft picks. I was about to say, what would happen if they did do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> There'd be so many players. Yeah. There'd be, you talk about all the turnover. They're not going to. If there's five, okay, so you have two and 27 in the first round. You have three in a 34 to 41 range. You can, there's everybody at your disposal here. You can pick whoever you want because you can move up, right? In that range, you get to pick whoever you want, which is a good situation to be in. I just expect them probably to walk away with three draft picks. And there's a possibility you only walk away with two. So what do you think? Flipping them for future picks? Future picks. I don't think you're going to get any veteran. Not any big, impactful veteran that's making $10 million a year or anything like that. But I would expect future picks. What I would possibly expect, let's say you wanted to package your last three selections from 34 to 41. Maybe move up in this draft. Because we've seen Mitch Kupchak do that a couple times. He hit on Devontae Graham. Devontae went on to make $14 million a year on his next contract. And he did that with Bryce McGowan's. Liked what we saw from him. Especially with the narrative that Steve Clifford doesn't play rookies. He played a second round pick in Bryce McGowan's. Love what we got from him. First round projected fell a little bit. But 
also one of those guys that clearly loves basketball a ton. We've seen Mitch Kupchak do that, so we might see him trade up in the mock in the draft once again. Do you like that idea of instead of having a whole bunch of bites at sure. the apple? packaging some of those bottom three trying to move up in the draft. Yeah, that's what they need. I mean, you got way too many veterans that are talking about bringing back all of these guys. You're talking about Miles Bridges coming back into the fold, the number two overall pick. These guys won't be playing. So it's like, what's what's the use? You're going to have to flip some of these for some future uh, endeavors. And I think that that would be the smart move to do because five rookies aren't going to make this basketball team plain and simple. We'll go to the text line. Myron Goodman likes Gigi Jackson as a second-round pickup. He said that would be a great selection. Kitman Eric doing his NBA draft evaluation. He said James Najee is an all-cap stud. So even better. That would be cool. Uh, 704 number. I need the Hornets to use all them seconds plus 27 to move up. (laughs) I guess what? To get Wimby? Or just to move up in the draft (laughs) in the lottery again? Because... It'd be great if you could move up to get Wimby. Would it um, be any possible way you could see that? Happen? There's no. What if they said we'll give you the just carte blanche, whatever you want, and uh, we'll give it up? I I know we do the alternate universe thing sometimes. I can't think of anything. Would you do that though? If you were Mitch Kupchak of San Antonio, Con said, "Listen, we love Wimby, but uh, if we could have just our pick of the litter off your roster, we give you the number one pick. Would you do it?" Well, you can only get rid of four first round picks. It saves teams from themselves. And then you could only give up, I guess, three or four swaps. So that would be the finite number of picks. It would take all of that. And then it would take like LaMelo and it would take whoever else, I guess, you wanted to try to match salaries. Problem is you're trying to match salaries at some point. So they have to send something out. I just can't see how it would be feasible. Outside of the Hornets, I think, I mean, like you said, the alternate universe, I think it'd be really interesting to see if like the Suns just gave away KD and (laughs) <laughs> Booker and Aiton uh, you know what we're going in on this other guy we think our cap is Western Conference Finals let's just move it on right now yep. and go after Wimby that'd be interesting that to would see. be wild uh, you think about all of your eggs in the Wimby basket because he's great we all loved him we all wanted him number one even me Scoot fan wanted Wimby but if he does get hurt and you don't even get picks in return because that's the way to move off of your core is mm-hmm. to get all of the picks coming back. But you're just getting Wimby. If he gets hurt, you are down something serious. Yeah, down you, bad. You are down real bad. Up bleeps creek <laughs> without <laughs> a paddle. <laughs> without a paddle. All of it. Uh, Spence wrote in Walker. The Malik Monk draft pick looks better and better each year. And so I do want that to bring me to the last point. How much do you trust Mitch Kupchak to get this thing right? And Michael Jordan who the report with Jake Fisher says is going to be meeting with Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller, trying to get both of them in on Monday. So both of them are going to be uh, meeting with the owner. How much do you trust the Hornets to get this thing right based off of the Mitch Kupchak regime draft history? I trust Mitch Kupchak a little bit more than MJ. I feel like they did get it right with Miles. They did get it right with Melo. So I do give them a little bit of credibility to be able to knock this pick out, especially when it seems to be Two can't-miss guys sitting there. You feel like they can't blow this one. To me, the key would be the rest of the draft. How well do they do with that, whether they decide to trade picks and get more assets or if they decide to follow through on those picks? Yeah, I like what Mitch Kupchik has done. It's a little nuanced because you did draft Miles Bridges. On court, he hit. You traded SGA to get him. You did allow that to get you Devontae Graham, but... Devontae Graham and Miles Bridges, I still think you'd rather have SGA, the all-NBA player, at such a young age. 
So then you go after P.J. Washington. I think even in redrafts, P.J. Washington goes right at about that spot, even in some of the redrafts you might look at. Um, LaMelo Ball clearly hit. That was somebody that worked yeah, out for did. him. James Booknight, Kai Jones. That looks by far leaps and bounds like his worst draft mm-hmm. to this point. But Mark Williams, even if I didn't like the draft night trade, I still don't like it because the reasoning to have too many young guys, I just, I hated all of it, but I always liked Mark Williams as a prospect and it looks like he's painted out pretty well. Um, last few texts here, 704 Hornets could use two to three second round picks and use a, um, use a second for two way players. NBA changed the rules and allows the NBA to use up to three two-way players for an 18 total roster. I just don't don't think the Hornets want to do that based off what we've heard from Mitch Kupchak. So even if the rules allow you to do it, I don't expect Mitch Kupchak to really want to do anything like that. And so that's enough draft talk. We'll have plenty more for you tomorrow and leading up to June 22nd. Time now for the last Shrop It Like It's Hot of the Day. Our boy Antonio Brown is in the news again. <laughs> Lordy, Lordy, what is it this <laughs> yeah. time? So Who did I've, he not pay? <laughs> that's well, right. yeah, that's a big part of it. So <laughs> with him being a part owner of the Albany Empire this year, the Arena League football team, his time with that is over, and so is the team's time in the National Arena League as they have been kicked out of the league for failing financial obligations. If you get in business with Antonio Brown, it's your fault at this point. It's your fault. I mean, there it's not one, it's not two. It is multiple, multiple incidents. How do you incidents. get a whole franchise kicked out of a league? <laughs> yeah, that's it's pretty incredible. Why wouldn't he just sell the league, just force him to sell the team that somebody else is going to do right? I, I heard Bomani Jones and Dominique Foxworth talking about this. If you're Jalen Brown and you get involved with Antonio Brown's agency and you use your judgment and say it's okay to have Antonio Brown and his judgment as a leader with your agency, then how do I trade for you showing right. that kind of emotion? You're not lying. Well, the decision-making, it's not just having eight turnovers in an elimination game. Yikes. It's working with Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's Weston Walker. Moving on to the last segment of the day. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sometimes we like to outsource our work. We're going to do it again. We have some questions for you guys. Can you help us find funny moments throughout the week? If you were listening to the show, 
throughout this week with Shroppy on the ones and twos. For the week that was highlight reel tomorrow, what are some of the better moments that you heard from Monday till today? 704-570-9610. If you could text us some of your favorite moments throughout the week. We have Fiddy wearing a polo. We can, we have that. We have Wes feeling himself on that comment earlier this, uh, this show. So saying that he had a good flow going on and then he stopped the flow. And so we can also put that one in there. I do want to go back to the text line. Um, we did have NASCAR Brad say WTF. How do you get an entire team kicked out of the league? Wow. Agreeing with you, Wes. Uh, library yeah. library guy wrote in, move over, Panther Mac. Panther Walker is here. All caps. <laughs> if, <laughs> if I'm getting compared to Panther Mac, then I've probably gone too far. True homer right there. Yeah, man. but that's okay. I I really did I really did start to believe yeah. in some of that stuff. Yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to Kitman Eric for saying we have the best instrumental music. You know, I've just been doing my thing over here. <laughs> you would like you would like to reference that text. Yes. I would like to say something that, you know, glows me up I'm a little just bit. Uh, shout out myself real quick. No, it's good. Yes, you have been very good. You've been bringing in your own music yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, you talking about uh now that I think about it when Shrappy started talking, thinking about his video game countdown. And you talking about how you had to leave the room when they played Max Payne and you that started telling on people. That was pretty good. I hated it. I'm still so mad. <laughs> <laughs> to give you a little insight, it was my it was actually my dad's girlfriend at the time. And so she wouldn't let me. And I was like, oh man, I just want to I just want to play Max Payne. I was mad at my brothers. I was mad at my dad's girlfriend at the time. I was mad at everybody because mm. I couldn't watch somebody get their arms sawed off or something like that. <laughs> you know, I just I just wanted to stay in the room and hang out with my brothers, and they just would not allow me to do so. We can keep on reading some of these texts. Um, uh, scrolling, we're scrolling, we're scrolling. Um, people do somewhat believe in Mitch Kupchak. It seems like they're a little worried about this Michael Jordan thing. Are you worried about that? Um, I think that he lets Mitch pretty much do his thing. If, if if I go by what they've done in these last couple of drafts, I feel like I think if it was solely up to Mike, then I would be a little bit more worried because just his talent finding track record has not been what you would want from the greatest player of all time. But Mitch, I do trust. Um, Yeah, I think with Mitch Kupchak as the GM, it's why everybody hated when they were just going after another Tar Heel. I always thought the opposite, yeah. though. It's like if Michael Jordan's going to listen to anybody, it's going to be someone in his Carolina Blue Mafia circle. If it's Rich Cho, then that's how you have Rich Cho not being able to select who he wants and Michael selecting Frank Kaminsky. That's how that happens. Yeah. But with Mitch Kupchak, I haven't heard too much about Michael forcing somebody's hand, but at the end of the day, yeah, you do have Michael as the owner, and he's going to have to sign off on huge decisions. We did get a text, 704 wrote in, the West Side Gun Convo. Walker explaining how his girl hates yes, West Side Gun. That was good. And how he's not allowed to play it in the car. It's true. That's one that we can roll with. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I know you did like because she won't let me do it. <laughs> I mean, anytime we talked about this yesterday, it came up organically. I was shuffling through my Apple library and West Side Gun came through. She said, No, can't do it. And boop, I told her boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I thought I think sometimes when I play it in the car uh with my girl, I wonder sometimes is she gonna say something, especially if it if we're on our third or fourth West Side Gun song. I'm like, I wonder if she's gonna be like, Who's that guy with the voice? Yeah. Hey, does she ever do it? Has she ever No, no, she doesn't. We have rules. When she's in her car, 
I purposely don't say anything about what we're listening to. It's a smart play. Because when you're in my car, I'm playing what the hell I want to play. <laughs> Didn't you hate it, too? My mom, she said this when I was starting to, you know, I got my permit. Mm-hmm. I got my license. And when I got that, I thought one of the the uh, pros of me having my permit and or license was, okay, I'm driving. I get to listen to what I want to. Uh-oh. Because she said, you can pick out the music whenever you start driving. I started driving. We were still listening to Tom Petty. <laughs> we were still listening to Sting. We were still listening yeah. to. You got scammed. Dude. Yeah, I know. What did she say when you said, but mine, you said I could listen to what I want to listen to? Uh, I didn't say that. I didn't want to beat down and not be able to listen to what I okay. wanted to. Yeah, okay. uh, I was not about to get smart with my mom. Uh, D. Mill in the 704 said, one of the best moments. Oh, this is the best one. Replay of Wes's mom scolding us. Was that this week? That was, that was last, last week. That was last week. But. We, I guess we could still bring it in, right? I mean, it's, we could. On Friday, it's still a week ago. Yeah, because that's how yeah. we roll, right? On Fridays. That's right. So it, it's no still in rules. play. There's no rules on Friday. Great call. Great call, D-Mill, in 704. Tim hates tanking. He said, cup chat stinks. Cup check stinks. And that's a, all right. 704 said, MJ scares me. Sell the team already. <laughs> 316, I'm not wild. Jordan is selling the team. And I think Scoot is a Jordan hype player through and through. Um, it does feel like he is that type of player. Do you want Jordan to sell the team or do you care? Do you um, rather him still yeah, have a majority I, stake? I, I would rather have an owner who is going to be just all in 100%, just going hard, whatever, a by any means necessary type of owner that really wants to try to get a winner. So, yes, to answer your question, yes, I'd like for him to sell. I do like the idea because – Michael Jordan having the Jordan brand apparel in the team store. <laughs> if we just want to go with materialistic things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they'll still sell Jordan sneakers and things of that nature in the store. Um, 814 said, what's wrong with Tom Petty? Actually, nothing whatsoever. I do like Tom Petty. Tom Petty is one of the, when he passed away, Woo. big time RIP. It was one of the, I feel like it was one of the the groups and or musical artists that everybody agreed on. Yeah, I just Petty wanted to listen. I just wanted to listen to hip hop, yeah. and mom would let me. But Tom Petty and uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, yeah, for sure. Nothing's wrong with that. You wouldn't back down. I would not. No, I wouldn't. Seven oh four said, "Mom has great taste in music." This is coming in from Alan. No, she does. She set a nice foundation. She did not listen to hip hop. Yeah. But she did set a, a great foundation that I'm appreciative of. Like I still will go to Stevie Wonder. I'll go to Bill Withers. I will go to Tom Petty. She loved James Taylor. Lots of old school rock. And so I know all about that. My mom's the same way. She didn't listen to much rap either. So Yeah. That, did you so you had to teach yourself? Uh no, because my uncle was a DJ though. And I had a younger oh, okay. uncle that listened to a lot of rap too, so I would get it from them. I did not have an uncle that was a DJ. Yeah. So I had to go all the way back. Uh, the the first rap album that I heard in full, like from listening from the, the first, because you would hear rap hits on the radio. Mm-hmm. It takes a nation of millions. Okay. I mean, I dove right on in to yeah. one of the best ever. And I heard Chuck D angry. And I was like, yeah, what is this? I need this in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, I had to, I had a younger aunt and a younger uncle as well. They would watch the videos and stuff during the day. So that was my first taste of it, being young, watching rap videos. Do you remember the birth? Like, what was the birth of your love of hip hop? Um... Yeah, I mean, it was probably back then. I mean, I, I guess trying to think of my first albums that I really listened to like that. Like, I was telling my son the other day how when I got Criss Cross's album, how I played that thing to death. <laughs> That's a great one. I played that thing to death. I asked my mom for it. I begged her for it. I was obsessed 
with crisscross. But no, I was in the music from a pretty early age. Like I said, watching videos with my aunt, uncle, Kumo D's, MC Hammer, um, LL Cool J, stuff like that. So I, I was into it then. Um, I, the, the first music video I ever downloaded, you know how you could do that on your I Apple video or your iPod video. Mm -hmm. I sound like I'm a hundred years old, <laughs> but on your iPod video, when that first dropped, I needed to get a music video on there because I had to, you know, had to get with the times. Yeah. First music video I ever downloaded so I could watch it anywhere. It was kick push by Lupe Fiasco. Fire. And great album, classic album, man. Great music Food video. And liquor, such a great album. I also remember too. <laughs> needing to hide the download because I wanted to make sure that I was up at the times again yeah. in middle school when Fergie's London Bridge dropped. Yeah. And so I downloaded that. It had explicit right next to it. Okay. And so I was like, Ooh, mom, please don't click on my library, please. Because <laughs> I was afraid she was going to see that. Did she ever find it? No, That's fitty now, but just with a different library. Yeah, probably. Oh, I don't want to look at nice that. Nice thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 704 said, my birth to hip hop was Eric B. and Rakim. Wolfpack James said, rubber band man. Is that T.I., yeah. Wolfpack? Because that was around middle school time. Or, um, no, but that was a flip, though, because he, he that it, was an old song. I forget who made it. Was it Bill Withers or somebody like that? Rubber Band Man? No, it wasn't. But I, the, the, the reason I asked that is because if it's hip-hop, T.I., that song came out around my middle school time, which is when I started to have my own taste instead of just having to listen to whatever mom did. So it might, it might uh, hit a little bit of the same. Um, man, we got some good people writing in good text, but I'm sorry. We got to go to break. We got to pass the baton off. get out of here. Yeah, it's the Kyle Bailey Show. Don't worry. He always takes good care yeah, of you hit guys. Hit us up tomorrow. Yeah, do that. We can lead off with that question. No rules Friday, so totally fine. That's what we'll do tomorrow. Kyle Bailey, Josh Fitty Marlowe, they're coming up next on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.